Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, November the 4th, 2013. This is episode number 153 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. As Dylan Richardson, the voice you heard, was so kind enough to introduce me at the beginning there. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It's great to be back. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, always like to burn the midnight oil, or at least that's when I'm able to record most of the time. But uh, eh, some seasons are more fun than others, aren't they? And this one is just one of those years. It's beyond one of those years. It's been a broken record of epic proportions. It's pretty much been the season's over, fire the coach, the season's over, fire the coaches, the season's over, the fire the coaches, the coaches don't know what they're doing, Ponder sucks, the defense sucks, uh, the defensive line is past their prime, the linebackers are no good, the quarterbacks all suck, the receivers are underutilized, uh, special teams is up and down, and uh, is there anything else? Eh, the secondary is historically pathetic. Okay, okay, that's it. Thank you for listening to episode number 153. We'll be back next week and review the... Okay, sorry. Okay, that about sums it up. Um, That's about what it's been the last four or five weeks. The uh, one thing, I guess, of interest that is new (laughs) this week, I guess, which we'll try to focus on in a sense, is, uh, well, the players, significant players that are flat out coming out and saying the coaches basically, essentially don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while, uh, inside, they'd been saying it for a while, but now they're coming out and saying it, well-known players, they're not a bunch of uncoachable a-holes, like some people might assume, no, I mean, eventually, it's just, like, if, if everybody's saying it, obviously, this team doesn't know what the hell they're doing, and, oh, Frazier says he wants to, the Vikings players to keep the complaints in-house, well, too bad, too bad, you know. Um, eventually, you're out of here, Frazier, and that's the end of the story. Stating the obvious for 2014, the Frazier and staff will not return. Okay, I already said that a hundred thousand times. Um, yeah, the Minnesota Vikings lose 27 to 23. Uh, one major thing of note uh, from the game: Kyle Rudolph has a fractured foot; is out for a month, maybe longer. Maybe we'll just sit him the rest of the year, where hopefully we have something new going on. Yes, the Vikings play the Washington Redskins on Thursday, so it's like, I better hurry up and get this out. I, I was even thinking of recording Brave the Wild tonight with Neil Nick Dog Thiesting and pushing Purple Mafia to Tuesday just to kind of keep that show a little bit shorter because uh, you now we have to review an extra game. But uh, yeah, being, the game's on Thursday, so there is absolutely no doubt this show needs to be out right now. Um, obviously, it's always better to have the story be as fresh as possible as well, the story of the game and all that good stuff. Um, another thing, obviously, of note, that was a big deal, the Vikings, uh, well, were beaten by a quarterback that's not clutch, and yeah, we'll kind of bounce back to that in a little bit. It's just funny that, uh, even though Romo did his typical interception down the stretch, they still lost the football game. They still lost. They still managed to lose. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, whatever. It's tank time. Let's get uh, let's get Teddy Bridgewater. Let's get Johnny Menzel. Let's get uh, the Oregon Duck, Mister Oregon Duck, in here. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, keep. <laughs> There's some funny songs out there. Was it uh, 1500? 
Judd and Dubay, like, keep on losing, what the hell, hello, Johnny Menzel, well, <laughs> there's another one you could use that'd be a little bit worse, keep on losing, what the, you know, word that reminds, that rhymes with puck, bring in the Oregon Duck, <laughs> okay, uh, that probably lost me about a million, no, it didn't, I don't think you guys care that much, do you, um, but I, I won't say the word, because it's just not worth it, I don't, I, I don't, I don't drop F-bombs on the radio. It's just not worth it for me. Other people do, and they just keep doing it, and that's their thing. Um, all right, then. It's like almost to just jump into the Facebook page, but no, nah, I can't do that. That just wouldn't be right. Uh, Adrian Peterson had a great game yesterday. Sure. Uh, seemed like right out of the gate. Tons of energy. That was very cool. Very exciting to see Adrian Peterson running all over the place just to... <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I'm just looking at something, but uh, I'll get to it in three seconds. Adrian Peterson, tons of energy right out of the gate. Looked like he's ready to rock and roll because he'd been really struggling about 150 yards over his past three games. That is very un-Adrian-like, very much more like the, uh, uh, what's his name, old Wizenator. Oh, my God, I can't remember his name. The running back a little while ago. Oh, my God, it was there, and I lost it. Dang it. He called himself the steal of the draft. It'll probably come back to me in a few seconds here, but, <laughs> and Miguel D. Moore, you know, guy who would get like 50 yards a game. Uh, it's funny, you know how on Yahoo Sports, they do like picks and odds, like, so they have everybody vote who's going to win the game, um, yeah, who's going to win the game, you know, so all of you guys on Yahoo pick one or the other, well, 92% of Dallas, 8% Minnesota, that's pretty funny, that's how bad it's gotten for us here in Mini 20. Uh, yes, Christian Connor starting again. Josh Freeman either had the worst, had, had, well, well, had a pretty serious concussion going on here, or it's, it's just, it's just, uh, this team is just uh, mentally ill. Um, don't really know what to make of that, honestly. Um, I'll get the uh, responses to people for that really quick, being it was, yeah. I'll, I'll get the basic responses to that because I put report Christian Ponder to start Sunday just to hear what you guys had to say at the time. So let's start Thomas saying that's one step closer to getting the number one draft pick. Thank you, Ponder. Justin Mary Henry agrees. Malcolm out of California saying, I think they'll find a way to win a couple more games. Just screw themselves into pick number three or four. That's what they did last time, so I can't disagree with that one. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith says it makes you wonder how a few weeks ago they felt Freeman was ready. Now they don't. I'm done trying to figure this team out, at least for this year. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put that one in the choir for possible, uh, K, whatever the word is. I can't talk anymore. For a uh, possible gold star right there for Stephen A. Smith. Um, Todd Vandermeer saying the only thing constant with his coaching staff other than losing is the poor decisions. Pinder should never be under center on this team. Again, ah, that is absolutely perfect. That might be in a, that's a candidate for one of the stars right there. <laughs> uh, Brett McCarthy saying, why, why, why? John, John, John Graff saying, boo, I agree with you, Brett, why? Brent Jacobson, who I thought was going to call in, but he did not. Um, I'll give you the number for that in a second, though. I may actually discourage people to call in for a little while, unless you want to keep it very brief as the long cleanups are right about to begin here. So me making my schedule tighter, and I'd like to kind of keep things a little easier on me when that happens to keep the show coming. But, uh, yeah, Brent Jacobson saying we might just blow the tanking because we are leading at half over Dallas. Okay, now we're getting into the in-game stuff, so I'll leave that alone. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop right there for now. Um, yeah. That's the funny part. The whole game, the Vikings the Vikings looked really good yesterday for a while there, actually. Uh, it looked like we might actually beat Dallas. Adrian was playing well. Christian Ponder was actually looking somewhat decent until he started throwing interceptions and just being old happy feet, the same old guy he is, the Rex Grossman, the whatever he is. He's he's our version of Rex Grossman. I mean, he's just he's that guy that's been in there, hasn't improved, still makes the same mistakes, doesn't change at all. Uh, Christian Ponder is a perfect comparison to Rex Grossman, without a doubt. You can all come out and say, ah, he's Christian Ponder, you can't compare him to this guy or that guy, but, well, he's our version of it. That's all I meant by that. Um, Tony Romo was the classic tease of a player in this league. I've never been a fan, never will be, and we're talking all the way back to 2006. I thought the son of a gun was overrated. Go ahead and put up stats all you want, Tony Romo. Go ahead and rack up them stats. 
Because you will never, ever, ever even get your team to the conference final or conference championship game, NFC championship game, because you cannot win at a high level, Tony Romo. Um, yeah, you were able to beat a team that refuses to win and a coaching staff that refuses to have players in the correct spot. We will get to some quotes from players here extremely shortly. Um, may have to dig for that, unfortunately, as I'm talking here, but because I, I had them, but you know how that goes. We, we all know how that goes, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I do have them. Here we go. That was pretty quick. <laughs> well, I'll just get to that in a second, though. Uh, it was a... Uh, fascinating game, yeah. It was in a lot of ways. And it was a interesting day outside if you're around here in the Twin Cities, about as windy as it gets. <laughs> so it was kind of cool, you know, to like be distracted. You know, like, yeah, this game, it's just the same old crap, you know. Yeah, they're playing a little bit better, but the grand scheme of things, great. Do we, you know, it's like we win, great. Now we screw up a possible top two or three draft pick, top two pick potential. Or we lose, and it's just, like, depressing and boring to watch in that way as well. Uh, it's just, like, whatever, bouncing around all over the place. Cordero Patterson underutilized. Everybody in this town is beyond belief frustrated with that. Um, nobody really understands that. And like I said in the past couple shows here, uh, Jarius Wright was held out because, oh, he's not ready to play yet. And then finally they put him in because of Percy's injury and he was a complete, he was a valuable factor. I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but this season is a broken record because Cordell Patterson should get more playing time than he does. I don't care where Jerome Simpson is on the depth chart. I, I, I don't care. Jerome Simpson, to me, is not the future of this team. Cordell Patterson is. You know? Really. It's kind of like, okay, like imagine if Toby Gerhardt was older than Adrian Peterson. Let's just say he's three, four years older, which is like a trillion years in running back years, right? Okay, it would be like, well, Toby's Toby's the starter. We can't start Adrian. Okay, that might be too much of an intense comparison, but <laughs> uh, let's say Toby Gerhardt's the starter over a Eddie Lacy. There we go. That's more of a fair comparison. Let's compare Cordero to Eddie Lacy. So say the Vikings have Toby Gerhardt and Eddie Lacy. And, um, well, hey, Toby's the starter. We can't, we can't really get, uh, we can't get Eddie the ball very much right now, you know, because Toby's the starter. Uh, it's not Eddie's, Eddie Lacy's, Eddie Lacy's time. It's not his role. Well, it wouldn't make much sense, would it? So I don't think Cordell Patterson getting held out for Jerome Simpson makes much sense either. I really don't. You know, I couldn't care less about Jerome Simpson, to be honest with you. Sure, he makes some good plays once in a while. But he's a classic tease. He's a classic cadre Ishmael type who can make the big play and he can make the big drop and he can tip the ball in the air for an easy interception for the defender. And he'll occasionally put some effort on trying to stop the guy from making any type of return. And other times he'll just watch him run. He'll he'll Randy Moss it. Yeah, he certainly will. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I talked about uh, Tony Romo. We'll get back to that again in a second. Jason Witten is a stud. There's no doubt about it. I think he's the perfect leader of that team for the time being. Cole Beasley, wow, it's like he's actually better than I expected. Des Bryant. (laughs) Des Bryant. You know, I was giving him like the biggest compliments ever. Like he looked like Michael Jordan in that touchdown reception he had against Detroit a week ago. Man, that guy's an asshole. (laughs) Des Bryant's an asshole, man. I know this is a semi-family show, but once in a while, I've got to drop some type of, you know, and it's not just not just trying to. It's just it's just what 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 other word is there for Des Bryant, man? Would you want to play on a team with a guy like that? No, and I think we probably all kind of sort of have if we've played sports at some point in our lives. There's always a jackass on a team like that that just yells and yells and yells, and like the Bible says, boy, the loudest one is the. The fool, you know, and obviously paraphrasing, but basically the loudest one is the fool. You know, certainly not the smartest, but the the fool. Only the fool is the loud one, basically. So, to me, Des Bryant's a fool. <laughs> the one who's just the loudest, screaming around and all that stuff. So yeah, don't expect a, a detailed like, oh, and on this play, this guy did that, and this guy did that. Because what's the point? Do you really want me to break down and really be all super duper in depth covering? This football game, well, why? Uh, you know, it's just like you kind of go over the intricacies 
and talk about the situations here with the team in general right now. Uh, certain things here and there, sure. Certain positive signs and certain like things that were a little bit weird. Urban legend time! Are you guys ready for the urban legend? And I need to get a soundbite for this, just to make it more fun. But um, maybe if you think of a soundbite or have one, send it to me if you could. Put it on the Facebook page or something. Hey, don't be shy if you, if you think about one for the urban legend. Otherwise, I'll come up with one at some point. But, uh, hey, maybe I'll come up with something. I, I wish I had a prize to give out to people, but I've just, yeah. I You know, that's probably the lamest part. I'm sorry that I haven't ever done that over these years. But, okay, to the point, the freaking urban legend. <laughs> Blair Walsh missed an extra point. Blair Walsh missed an extra point. Um, head scratcher. Wow, he's one of the best kickers you'll ever see, and he just flat missed it. Like, he shanked that sucker. That was just, uh, that was funny. Um, but it's just like, hey, I guess shank it in a game we're probably not going to win anyway, I suppose, right? Even though we were ahead and may have won the game if he made it, but you think you're going to blame the whole game on Blair Walsh? I can't. He's as good a kicker as you'll ever see. Uh, wear purple. He's f- fantastic. I guess, I guess just crap happens once in a while. I guess it does. It's just like, whatever. Um, okay. Let's just get to the freaking... Let's just get to the quotes by some significant players here for the Minnesota Vikings. And Leslie Frazier, you can tell us all you want about players need to keep it in-house. It's gotten to a point, Leslie. You have lost control of the team, and you deserve to lose control of the team. You know, I'm through with calling him a nice guy. I'm through. I don't care. You're not the coach of this team. Period. Okay, here we go. <coughs> Pardon me. Brian Robinson, who does not strike me as the kind of guy who's a cancerous, big mouth, loud mouth freak who wants to, um, you know, cause stir up trouble all the time like a Des Bryant. Now, just listen to this. Obviously, I'm a little frustrated about this. There's, there's some things that are going on internally that are not allowing us to close out games, and we've got to make sure we handle it in-house and we get it done. Dun-dun-dun. That's a little telling, isn't it? Uh, and, of course, that was during the last drive of the game. Uh, Robinson continuing saying, One thing you never want to be associated with is being the worst. Whether it's the worst in franchise history, worst start, worst finish, it doesn't matter. You never want to hear the or her words in front of your teams. Nah, that's not as interesting as some of these. Here we go. Um, here we go. Here we go. Um, yeah, this was after the interception of Tony, Tony Romo, the uh, expected, the scripted interception of by Tony Romo. Threw it to A.J. Jefferson, of all people. Just perfectly thrown to A.J. Jefferson. He must have seen stars on uh, A.J.'s helmet because that's just classic Tony Romo. Always there was an interception when he needs to get it done. <laughs> Threw it right to him. So then the Vikings elect to pass to Greg Jennings. and It was an incomplete pass and only took eight seconds off the clock rather than running the ball and burning the clock. Great coaching, guys. That's fantastic. That's just the best coaching I've ever seen. And I'm not trying to grandstand and be loud here. It's just like, boy, you think these guys are, are going to be coaching next year? Anywhere? Uh, I hope not. Gosh darn it. Kevin Williams, folks. Kevin Williams. Yeah, Kevin Williams. Do you think he's significant over the course of the year? Does Kevin Williams strike you as a loud individual that likes to stir up trouble and he's always, always got something to say? Always just like yapping about something? No, Kevin Williams is about the quietest, most reserved player in Viking history. Here he goes. (laughs) You'd think we would run... I mean, you think we would would run to run the timeout. But I don't coach offense. I just have to play what they call in defense. So, yeah, that's criticism of both sides of the ball. That's right. He says, uh, we don't like when we have to, lo- to lose a defensive... Yeah, now this is the, de- the defensive side when Tony Romo was going through the uh, game-winning drive. Tony Romo on a game-winning drive went behind. Amazing. Uh, he completed 7 of 9 passes for 90 yards. 90 yards on the drive as the Vikings, yep, just went conservative and all that good stuff. Um, quotes, though, courtesy of the Star Tribune, so I'll let you know about that. I certainly wasn't in the locker room in Dallas getting them, so got to give credit where it belongs. Uh, he says, 
we don't we don't we don't like when we have to lose a defensive lineman to rush. At least the at least the big guys let them push the pocket. We did it all day, and then we start dropping a guy. The last drive on the line. From that standpoint, it's kind of terrible when you're trying to stop them. It's kind of terrible when you're trying to stop them. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Robinson continuing saying, I thought our pass rush looked pretty good until the last drive. I guess you could take a look at the tape and tell me what's different. Ooh. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it just goes on and on. I mean, on and on and on. Do you want me to continue? You know, here we go. I'll continue, I guess. <laughs> Brian Robinson, we're putting heat on them the whole day. That's pretty dang good. That's a excuse me. That's a pretty dang good day. And then all of a sudden, we get in a drive where we're going to rush three guys, and then we don't get to them. You've got five guys to block three. So, as in, yeah, we're not rushing Tony Romo at all. And historically, ladies and gentlemen, to finally close all the quotes. Sorry if that was too many, um, but yeah, I kind of should have should have gotten to all of those. But uh, the point is, <laughs> rushing Tony Romo forces him to make a mistake because that's what Tony Romo does best. That's what I said four years ago when the Dallas Cowboys came into Metrodome for a divisional playoff round. Yeah, they came into the Metrodome for a divisional playoff round. Remember what that felt like? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? And I simply said, you pressure Tony Romo. He'll make mistakes, and the Vikings will win the football game. The Vikings pressured Tony Romo just fine in that game, and we kicked the Cowboys (laughs) you-know-whats. And, well, we we did that for a little while there, and then on the last drive, we decided not to. Let's play some prevent defense, and let's prevent a win. Well, because we got the draft pick. Okay, good. Um, Yeah, it's just showing that the coaches, either the coaches have been paid off somehow to, to tank or they just suck really, really, really bad, I guess. Um, so that's just all there is to it. I probably should chill out now at this point because it's just the, it's just a team that refuses to win one way or the other. Uh-huh. And it's a coaching staff, again, that's either been paid off to tank or they, uh, they're, if, if they're as bad as they look, boy, oh, boy. Whew. Yeah. They shouldn't be coaching anywhere, folks. Anywhere. Period. Should they? We got... <laughs> we outchoked the choke king, folks. We outchoked the choke king. We beat the best at his own game. We outchoked the choke king. <laughs> uh, you know, what What more is there to say? End of game review. We are going to take a break. We are going to preview the Washington Redskins game Thursday night. Thursday night football, Minnesota and Washington. Yes, sir. Will Josh Freeman start? Will Christian Ponder start his third consecutive game post being benched and post being basically, uh, de- you know, dethroned for good as the Vikings quarterback of the future? Correctly dethroned for good. So we will find out. No information on that just yet. Uh, I got to think it should be Josh Freeman at some point, but Ponder did play with some heart and he actually was all right yesterday. But, yeah, the interception he threw was just classic ponder, and clearly the guy is what he is, end of story. So, yeah, like I said, we'll take a quick break, preview those Redskins, NFC North, round up very briefly, and then fan interaction. There were no calls, by the way. The number is 209-736-7877. If you do call, keep it pretty brief, though, please, because uh, the schedule's going to be getting tougher here. It's, It's usually good to keep it fairly brief as well. You know, it's... Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to respond to a call where there's like 19 points being made. Malcolm's call the other day, the other week was just perfect, perfect. So just letting you know about that. So not discouraging calls as much as I'm just saying keep it to like one or two topics, not to like 16. Okay, that's all I ask. All right, so we'll be right back finally. shop on Amazon? 
Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going round. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 153. A reminder to all of you on your mobile devices, your iPhone and iPod. You can listen, you can find us on iTunes for Android devices, Double Twist. For BlackBerry and Windows phones, simply search in the search bar, or excuse me, in the store. And you will find us as well, of course, Surface and BlackBerry tablets and iPads and blah, 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 blah. Okay. End of story. Android tablets as well. Okay, end of story. Samsung. <laughs> Let's go to the preview. Uh, the Vikings will be playing the Washington Redskins. Aren't you excited? Yeah, it seems like we never beat them. Okay, except for when we need to get a nice draft pick, then we find a way to beat them. Washington Redskins recently defeated the San Diego Chargers in overtime. A nice little thriller. Yeah, a nice little thriller for the Washington Redskins. Uh, Philip Rivers with his usual quadrillion stats and his usual just kind of cocky look look on his face as he's out there doing um, something, playing fairly well but not spectacularly. He's just another Tony Romo, maybe not as blatant of a choker as Tony Romo, but eh, whatever. Ryan Matthews doesn't interest me all that much either. San Diego, uh, excuse me, that's the wrong team, but you get the idea. I'm just I'm just looking him over anyway. Uh, because the surprise here of the San Diego Chargers, to me, has been Keenan Allen. And that's a guy that I was, uh, you know, talking about when it was draft time back in April, was semi-high on him early and figuring, well, the Vikings, he seems like a perfect fit for the Vikings to replace Percy Harvin, uh, even though he's, like, taller. But I figured he's that kind of that jukey type of wide receiver that would, you know, help fill the hole. Percy Harvin left as he headed to Seattle via trade. And, uh, well, San Diego ended up taking him in the third round. Keenan Allen slipped all the way to the third round and so far this year over 500 yards and three touchdowns. Huge surprise in far as I'm concerned. Uh, maybe not as much of a surprise, but just a huge uh, positive uh, for San Diego. I mean, in the third round. Amazing. So, to the point, the Washington Redskins feature a guy by the name of Robert Griffin III, who had an ACL last year. We know about that. Didn't do all that. Didn't do all that much this week uh, in terms of scoring touchdowns or anything. At least passing for them had an interception, but for the year his numbers are not bad to be honest. Almost twenty two hundred yards, averaging almost almost three hundred yards a game. Nine touchdowns. Quarterback rating at an even eighty point oh. Strong year for Bob Griffin, though unfortunately he has nine interceptions to go with that, which is almost double what he threw last year in his rookie year. Only five for RG3 last year, but he did fumble 12 times, only lost two. He's fumbled nine times, lost three this year, so a lot of his bad stats are up. Uh, Seven touchdown rushes last year, zero this year, so... Obviously, the runs are down. Of course, an ACL is going to do that. His yardage per game rushing was almost 55 last year. This year, it's 32. So, yeah, it's down because the ACL. He's got to be more careful. In fact, he was... And, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's just... It's the injury itself. And, yeah, just needs to be more careful. Needs to slow down. Needs to be careful in general. Um, But, uh, really, the Washington Redskins, to me... Obviously not a very good football team, though at the time last year I didn't think they were, and they made the playoffs. They just exploded into the postseason last year. Uh, strong return during the course of the year. Alfred Morris had a big game against those San Diego Chargers, and he's having a very strong year as well. One of the leading rushers in the NFC this year, almost 700 yards and five touchdowns. He's got He's obviously a pretty significant threat in terms of the Redskins in general, but... Um, it's just another one of those games where you figure Washington will probably run all over the Vikings just because they can type of thing. Um, uh, do, you, do you have any confidence in the Vikings beating the Redskins? Do you? 
Um, eh, I would like to say we do, but that, that I do, but I can't say that. Uh, the good part is it's, they're coming to Minnesota. Um, both teams are on a sh- it's a short week, obviously. So mm, it's going to be uh, maybe it'll be similar to Tampa Bay last year when they came into the dome and they came in and wiped us out. Yeah, that quarterback looks kind of familiar. Hmm. But he's not playing in Tampa anymore. Looks familiar, but uh, uh, I heard he has a concussion, something something like that. So we'll just kind of, uh, I'm not going to get into that anymore. He's not on Tampa right now. So, yeah, um, Washington Redskins coming to the Dome. And it's just kind of like, well, I guess let's just keep tanking and get that draft back, I guess. <laughs> um because it's just kind of like, what do you do? Obviously, the Redskins have a lot of talent. They they do. They have multiple running backs on their team. I think Hillu is a little bit dangerous. I mean, he was valuable last year for them against the Vikings. I remember that fairly well. He's uh, he's the number two running back. He only got two rushes last year. Alfred Morris, obviously, doing very well for that club. They still have Santana Moss. Uh, they have Pierre Garçon, Garçon, who had 172 yards yesterday on seven receptions. 38 for a long, but pretty much everything he caught was long. It seems like he is about 700 yards, two touchdowns. Washington's not scoring a lot of touchdowns this year, are they? That's the thing. They're just not scoring. They're getting the yards, but they're not scoring. That's a serious problem. Pierre Garçon, I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like that. You gotta like those kind of... Yep, that's a cool name. No offense to anybody, of course. Uh, Danny Woodhead, so that's where he went. Yeah, he's on San Diego now, former uh, New England Patriot. Just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. Great, the Washington Redskins are coming to the Dome. I guess the Redskins win. They're, because the Vikings aren't competing anybody right now. I think the, the players are... In the process of quitting on the coaches, I think the locker room is becoming more and more toxic. It's it's players versus coaches, and when that happens, it's pretty much all over. So I can't pick the Vikings to win. I, I can't do it. I think Washington is capable of scoring points. And yeah, they, they won yesterday against San Diego, who I think has an okay defense. At least they used to. I'm not even worried about it at this point when it comes to what San Diego can and can't do. They're kind of an up-and-down team, a lot like the Washington Redskins. I mean, they're different every week. It's Jekyll and Hyde, who, you know, like, whatever. It's funny how hard Seattle had to work to beat Tampa Bay, but but they did, barely, in overtime. They're now 8-1. Tampa Bay is 0-8, I believe. Congratulations, Bucks. I actually wish the uh, Bucks won that game. Damn, damn it. You know, but for obvious reasons. Jacksonville's 0-8. I know that much. Uh, whatever, though. Yeah, the locker room's so toxic. How, how can you pick the Vikings to win? It, it's impossible. It, it really is. Uh, Chicago and Green Bay played tonight. Chicago defeated the Packers. I am very happy about that. Sweet. So it's like NFC North Roundup. I'll give you the prediction of the... The official prediction of the Washington game, just saying the Vikings are not going to win that game. So that's pretty much as simple as it gets. Uh, nice win by the by the Bears, though. I, I I like it, and congratulations, Dylan Richardson, if you happen to win, uh, be talking. Yeah, it helps that uh, Aaron Rodgers got hurt, uh, but it's just one of those things. <laughs> I can't feel sorry for him. Obviously, uh, what's-his-name was out, too. You know, oh, what's-his-name? Jay Cutler was out as well, so... Yeah, you got to see Seneca Wallace play for the Packers. That must have been fun to watch. No, it couldn't have been. Uh, he's had basically no success in the league as a quarterback, even though he's been in the league like freaking 10 years or whatever. So is Josh McGowan, who's okay. We've been there and done that. So it's actually kind of sad to think how the Packers <laughs> still almost beat the Bears. It's so pathetic. You know, oh, the Packers still almost beat the Bears, even though... Or uh, even though a certain quarterback wasn't even was out for most of the game, it's just uh, well, yeah, he hurt his he hurt his left non-throwing shoulder when sacked on the first series. Yep, so it's just one of those things. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers; he'll be back. He's not Brett Favre necessarily, but he'll be back. So I'm guessing that. It'll be all right. We'll we'll see what happens. They're just being careful, even though it is a rivalry game that I'm sure the Packers would like to have back. But 
Maybe they figured, well, it's only Josh McCown will beat him, but, well, it just is what it is. The Bears beat the Packers. Great, you know. <laughs> Detroit um, did not, excuse me, yep, Detroit did not play this week. No, that's what I thought. Detroit did not play this week on the bye, finally, after a thriller against Dallas last week. Vikings had a little miniature thriller against Dallas this week, did not win the game. We, we know all that good stuff. There were a lot of good games this weekend, though. I mean, Indianapolis making a nice comeback against the Houston Texans. That was insanely awesome. Cleveland beat the Baltimore Ravens. Interesting. That was a nice game. Uh, New England just obliterating Pittsburgh. 55 points on the on the board there. Kind of similar to Green Bay and Minnesota a little bit. Pittsburgh managed to score 31, but got obliterated. Uh, yes, the Philadelphia game. There was a little record set there. Of course, you have Seattle and Tampa Bay. Went to OT. Carolina is now five and three. How about that, guys? Woo. Carolina is now five and three. Nick Foles of the Philadelphia Eagles had a perfect game. Perfect game. Perfect quarterback rating: one fifty-eight point three seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, four hundred and six yards, um, almost eighty percent completion percentage. Uh-huh. I, uh, well, it was against the Raiders, but uh, still, seven touchdowns. That's pretty insane. It's crazy to think of right there. Nick Foles, there you go. There's your starting quarterback for Philadelphia, at least for now. Wow. I wish we could say the same. He's got 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions for now. But you know how football is sometimes when it's a guy that's... Uh, it depends on how legit Nick Foles is, because if he's not legit, it's one of those things where... How he responds when teams adjust to him. We've seen many a quarterback get off to a hot start. Teams make adjustments and boom, that's it. See you, see you never again. You know, we've seen that a million times in the NFL. Yes, we have. So, yes, the Bears beat the Packers in an ugly backup versus backup type of game. And it was just like an old-fashioned whatever type of deal. <laughs> Football, it's like, you know, some some games are great and some games are just, yeah. You know, that's kind of what it's like at times. There was a lot of both this weekend. But before I forget, and I sure as heck better not forget, got to at least put a score here on the Vikings and uh, Washington game. I suppose the Washington Redskins are going to find a way to score 30-something. I mean, I suppose they are. Are the players going to just uh, play well because they're trying to spite the coaches like the Vikings did with Childress against the uh, Arizona Cardinals years back in 2010? Remember that? Looked like the Vikings were going to lose. You know, maybe Washington will come in and beat the Vikings 41-0 to or 41-7 to or something like that. And then you'll hear about Frazier getting let go because the team has flat out quit on him. Uh, they they pretty much already, they want to quit on the coordinators. I know that much. So, uh, Washington's going to score 30. I mean, why why shouldn't they score 30 on the Vikings? I don't care if it's in the Dome or away. The Vikings have not played well in the Dome at all this year. And they may not win a single home game this year, the way things are headed. Uh, the fan, fan base, it's getting toxic from the fan base. They're booing the crap out of the team. Who can blame them? The players are getting uh, extremely frustrated with the coaching. Who can blame them? And I'm sure the coaches are frustrated with the players, and at times, who can blame them either? It's just a, it's a triangle of something. It's not working out. That's all there is to it. Uh, Washington is going to score 30, I'm going to go 31 again. What a dork, huh? Yeah, I'll go with 31 since that's a, that's a very common score lately. <laughs> it really is. We'll say 31 to 24. Washington's going to win. Minnesota's going to make it semi interesting, but Washington's going to win the game, basically. We'll make it semi interesting. So watch it be like 33 to 3 or something. Who knows? I think we'll score a little bit. Uh, Washington's defense is like hot and cold. Maybe, no, I'm going to go 36. 36 to 24, Washington. I'm going to have Washington scoring more. It's going to be like one of those, you know? Unfortunately, 36. 224. Vikings score a few, but certainly not enough to win the game. So, with that, we'll be right back right after this. It's time for some fan interaction.
we are back here on Verbal Mafia, episode number 153, which is a reminder for those of you on your mobile devices, we won't continue into that for now. So, yeah, we have the Facebook page. Simply go to facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show and click like, ready to rock and roll. For Twitter, simply go to Twitter, obviously, and look up at Purple Mafia Show and give that a follow. Would be appreciated. It so, so, so would. Uh, let's try to find something here in this one uh, <laughs> column I was in earlier talking about um, Christian Ponder and such. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, Brent Jacobson's teasing me about So, Joey, I see you now have a celebrity fan. Except I thought Stephen A. Smith was a hoops guy. Oh, that was funny. Look at you. Look at you. Malcolm McSween has a really good comment here as well, saying, um, uh, where was it? There's two Vikings teams, first half and second half. Now AP won't touch the ball enough, and we will get smoked. That is, <laughs> wow. Wow, Malcolm, that is perfect. That is a perfect analogy of the Vikings, and that's exactly what happened. Um, we didn't necessarily get smoked, but we certainly got beat. Uh, it looked like we were going to get smoked until we had a nice gutty little drive after uh, Dallas had like 14 points in like 10 seconds. That's pretty much how things went there. Uh, trying to get people going. I was saying, yeah. Speaking of that horrible turn of events and such starting off the second half I said okay hands up how many people knew this would happen in the second half and I said raise his hand <laughs> yes because uh, I did raise my hand Josh, Justin, excuse me Justin, Mayor Henry saying our fearless leader has returned that being Ponder he continued saying the play calling is also still questionable the fact they let time, let the time run out at the half of stupid, come on to one and six, do something crazy, nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, it was a very Dennis Green-like thing where just, let's just take a knee. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, we failed on a fourth down pretty miserably for the, uh, once again, uh, it's really hit and miss with the Vikings on fourth down, isn't it? And it kind of always has been. Um, I've seen Adrian Peterson get stopped at the goal line. When it's just one of those years when nothing's going right, it tends to be that way with Adrian Peterson running on a first, on a fourth down, excuse me. Where, yeah, it's just one of those lousy years. I still remember watching the Miami Dolphins stop Adrian at the goal line on fourth down. And it's just like, oh my god, we're going to lose, aren't we? That was back in 2010. Don't want to remember that. Uh, Justin Mayer Henry continuing saying, here we go. Why is Patterson not getting more field time? The guy has it. Let him loose. Yeah, wasn't that true? Mm-mm. Yeah, there is just all over the place. Uh, here we go. Let me see. Ben McCarthy was calling uh, Des Bryant a crybaby. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Brett McCarthy, yep. Dave Hickey saying about the whole we're going to lose the game type of stuff. They're not going to lose, but uh, yeah, the second half is going to be a lot worse than the first. Dave Hickey saying that's a given, Joey. Why did they not hand the ball off to AP right after the interception? Yeah, there it is. Uh, the players were questioning that, too. He says, I knew right then on that failed possession we were going to lose the game. And the fact Blair Walsh missed the extra point, we were going to be doomed. I'm calling it early skins. 38 Vikings, 10 for a 1-9. and nine. But it'll be 1-8, and eight, Dave. But uh, that's a simple correction. Everything you said there, pretty on target, Dave. Pretty dang on target. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of those events that took place in that mid to late fourth quarter were telling you the Vikings were not going to win the game despite the fact they were ahead and despite the fact they showed a little bit of fight, actually. Christian Ponder had a little bit of fight to him. He made some nice passes. Uh, guys were catching the ball. It was impressive. Christian Ponder running the ball into the end zone, all that cute stuff. He could do that forever. I'm just, whatever. Um... Yeah, it's just... Eh. Tony Coleman was saying... Uh, yep, Tony Coleman saying the Vikings blew it. <laughs> but they didn't tank it. I guess that's an improvement. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose it's an improvement versus flat-out tanking it. Uh, it's less likely to get, Fra you know, to get a Frazier fired immediately. But then again, 
you know the real reason why Frazier hasn't been fired yet, right? Um, because if the Vikings, let's say they had a really hot commodity of a coordinator on the staff where it's like, you know what? This guy, like a Tom Coughlin, or excuse me, Tom Coughlin, but whoever, Mike Tomlin, I don't know why I got that mixed up, say a Mike Tomlin type on the staff. Like he had a stud, super duper Tony Dungy, Tom, a Mike Tomlin type of defensive coordinator on your staff or offensive coordinator like a Brian Billick, you might say, you know what, after that Carolina game, that's it. Or even the or even the Cleveland game, possibly. But the Carolina game, for sure, the way the team just quit, you'd say, you know what, Leslie, that's it. You're done. Uh, Tomlin, you're the new coach, and uh, here we go. We'll see if this guy's the coach of the future or not. We'll see what happens. But the fact that the Vikings have coordinators that the players would probably flat-out refuse to play for, in fact, they'd play even worse if either coordinator took over, and I mean either coordinator took over, uh, the position coaches, Mike Singletary doesn't belong in the NFL. Uh, honest to God, Mike Singletary is one of the worst coaches of all time. Fred Pugich is overrated. Uh, Mike Prefer is extremely overrated. That's Fred Pugich is the linebacker's coach, of course. Uh, Prefer is the special teams coordinator. Overrated, overrated, overrated. Uh, the quarterback's coach, the, this coach, that coach, whatever. Just get them all out of here and start over. That's all there is to it. Continue, Joey. I'm running that a little long, but I guess hopefully you guys didn't mind what I had to say there. Tony saying, why would you... He's like, why? Why would you drop back so far into the end zone to pass? Please, please, please just hand it off to a runner. Didn't they learn anything by watching Cincinnati on Thursday? And yes, that was unpondered drop back into the end zone, fumbled, and Dallas got a touchdown. That was that early second half crap. Uh, it was funny. Brent Jacobson was saying how he looked good in the first half. Yep, we might blow the tanking. <laughs> oh, man, Brent is funny. I, I, I like Brent, and how can you not like Brent Jacobson? How can you not? So we'll continue. Malcolm mentioning, uh, this is like at the end of everything, but I'll just do it now, right now. 49ers wave Nambi Asamoah. I knew of a team. I mean, I know of a team that could use him. Who? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but it's just like, you know, almost any other year, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, let's go get him. Hell yeah, yes, get him. But it's just getting to that point right now. Uh, you know, if you can't can't tell the tone of my voice when I do the shows lately, it's just like. Um, I, I I guess, but but it's just yeah, we could use him. We'd probably kill to have him and all that good stuff. But it's just like I don't know what to make of it right now. I'm so like frustrated right now, so lacking confidence in the in the team, the coaches, all that good stuff. Uh, and yeah, and he's already in his like 30s, man, and all that good stuff. Good, he was a good player. He's not been playing well lately. Like, really, like, pretty much a nothing year with San Francisco, unfortunately. I don't know what to think about it. Um, I suppose maybe he could be, like, an Antoine Winfield replacement. There you go. Uh, I suppose, uh, yeah, we could, we, we're killing for a right cornerback right now. He can't wear the same number he's wearing because he wears number 28. I know that much. But um, I guess, I mean, you know, yeah, they probably should bring him in, actually, if they're even slightly serious and then... Just for the, even just for the hell of it, like, why not, I guess, just to at least pretend like they're serious and they're not tanking, I I guess. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, and when I was talking about that nice drive by Christian Ponder, Justin Mayer Henry had a few things to say, saying the expectations they had for the season were higher than the Cowboys' drug usage in the 90s, and that's pretty damn high. Yeah, my expectations were very high as well, Justin, very very high, Justin. Very, 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 very high. Coming into the season, it was uh, it was sad. Um, I was talking about uh, another threat. I only got one response. It was Brent Jacobson. No, there's nothing wrong with that. He was saying he was going to call in. So that's it. I was saying the main theme of the show tonight is that clearly the players are done with this coaching staff. Surprised I didn't get more response. That I suppose a lot of you were kind of like wrapping things up when it came to the Vikings. This week, Justin Mayer Henry, when I was asking about the postgame thoughts, saying short-term loss for what I'm hoping will be a long-term gain, hopefully. Justin Day, Justin from Rochester, Justin in Rochester, saying uh, best 
Best thing for the betterment of the team long-term was to lose that game and the rest of the games this season, other than maybe a win in Green Bay, because it is Green Bay. Not that it would happen. <laughs> Do I want to see another win out of this team? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost saying no. I'd like to have a, the number one pick, but the sad part is this isn't Andrew Luck. You know, Teddy Bridgewater should be good. But there's no guarantee. I think a lot of us thought Sam Bradford was going to be good. A lot of us thought Jimmy Clausen was going to be pretty good. Jimmy Clausen is like an urban legend. No one knows who the hell he is. Really, nobody does. <laughs> oh, man. Heather, Heather saying basically bleep the F word, saying that's my post-game comment. All right, then. Malcolm saying we actually didn't look that bad, so once again I'm screwed, or I'm scared, we're going to win a couple games, glad to see AP have a good one though, Bo Bell saying fire the coaching staff, Brent Jacobson says who I was afraid we'd win that one, (laughs) Brett McCarthy saying glad AP, glad AP got going, and at least the defense was not on the field a lot, looked at balance but still need a quarterback, Carl O'Neill, Saying another game in which the defense needed to make a stop and couldn't. This defense is the worst I have seen by the Vikings. This team should be 4-4. Four and four. You can't give up a 90-yard drive to win the game. And that's exactly what happened. Tim Ryan saying ponder for MVP. Ryan Anderson wants to see Johnny football here. Patrick Grant. Patrick Grant saying changes need to and will be made. If this coaching staff is retained, there will be widespread revolt. Ponder needs to go. He's not the guy. He's a backup at best. And the D needs to be upgraded big time. The rest of the season should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Very good thoughts there, Patrick Grant. He's in the possible uh, gold star, bronze star, silver star range here. i got to be getting my memories back here, though. Uh, yeah, Dave Vicky's saying the owner needs to scout new coaches. Show them some money, and I'm sure you can talk one of them out of the press boxes. John Gruden would be my first choice. Then Cower. Need a defense in my coach. Yep, I mean, it's just, yep. That's for darn sure. He wants Frazier to see the door. (laughs) Yeah, excuse me. What in the world? I would think it would be easy to lure one of these guys. Keep Coach Frazier as the deacon. Ooh, no, 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 no. I, you know, quite honestly... You remember? Do you remember? Well, I don't know if no, I don't know if Dave was listening back then. A lot of some people were, some people weren't. But when Frazier was taking over as the Vikings coach, I was a little bit worried because he was always kind of vanilla as a defensive coordinator, a good defensive coordinator, but never aggressive like um, he should not be named. You know, my, minus the bounty hunting, he definitely went for the turnovers, and that's what I liked. You know, screw that bounty hunting stuff. I don't support that, but I like the fact that he who shall not be named, that defensive coordinator of New Orleans, <clears throat> did go for the turnovers and such. I like coordinators that do that more than just kind of like stay at home, stay at home, stay at home all the time. Uh, and yeah, it would never happen. Frazier's not going to stay as a defensive coordinator, even though he's not the most prideful guy in the world. I don't think that would happen. Um... So, yeah, there you go. Dave saying, I would like to hear your ideas, Joey, and all other fans on the greatest show on turf. Thank you for that, Dave. Appreciate what you had to say there. Yeah, I highly uh, highly prefer John Gruden, yes. Um, And hopefully John Gruden bringing in a really good defensive coordinator. Of course, not he who shall not be named. He will never be with the Vikings. But, uh, and I like a Steve Spagnola type. I wish we could, but unfortunately he's with New Orleans and they're doing very well right now. Man, wouldn't that be cool? Mm. But, yeah, John Gruden has been my top choice for a while. It'd be nice to bring in somebody that has had success, has won a Super Bowl, unlike Rick Spielman, who's made mistakes his whole career, especially at the quarterback and cornerback position. The Vikings, have made, in general, have made those mistakes forever. Brent Jacobson saying, no more wins for Winston. Hmm. Not sure what he means on that one, but that's okay. <laughs> Ah, oh boy. You know, there's so many comments. So many good comments. Ah, ma, ma, ma. Patrick Grant is going to at least have the silver star for what he had to say. That was really good. 
I was going to give Dave Hickey the gold star, but then just reading Frazier as a defensive coordinator, no, no. And, and no, it's just no offense, of course, but I'm just saying, no. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith, gold star for Stephen A. Smith. Pardon me. Stephen A. Smith gets the gold star. I'm sorry for bouncing around, guys. I should have written it down. <laughs> he says, it makes you wonder how a few weeks ago, they, yeah, they felt Freeman was ready, and he's like, what the hell? So that is a gold star for Stephen A. Smith because it's like, what the hell's going on? Uh, we will give... The silver star to Patrick Grant for what he had to say about the changes will be made and such. And Todd Vandermeer is getting the bronze star. Yes, the constant thing is the coaching staff, other than losing poor decisions. Yep, Todd Vandermeer's bronze star for him. Very cool. Uh, Tony Coleman was all over the place this week as well. Very, very appreciated. A lot of the stuff he had to say as well. Very cool. Always like to have him. He's one of the uh, he's one of the oldest uh, listeners to this show. Really appreciate listeners and uh, posters. On the Facebook page and all the way back to the sportsstuff.com boards, which there are TSS boards on Facebook. Look that up and give that a like and follow and all that good stuff and talk on there. That would be appreciated. So, <laughs> apologize for bouncing around a bit there, but uh, it's just one of those things at times you can't keep up with everything. So, let's get to the Twitter account. Uh, yeah, you can keep up, but when there's so many comments, you kind of, yeah, you get a little goofy. So, apologize for that. To the Twitter account, and then we'll wrap up the show. So it's going to be slightly shorter, again, just like it's been of late. Nate Kyopatrick. In eight Kyopatrick, I was saying, okay, hands up. You know, I was saying the same thing I said on Facebook. He simply said exactly and gave me a follow, so appreciate that. Uh, Dave Martin was talking to me recently about, uh, or yeah, a couple days, yeah, today actually, Yesterday, he was saying, it's on the iPod for tomorrow. Could not face it last week. Went to Minnesota for the game. Been in recovery mode the rest of the week. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he was talking about how like last week's show was still on his iPod, and he still had to listen to it just yesterday. That's kind of funny. Uh, Dave Martin again saying, have I found a way for the Purple to win? I picked other teams' quarterbacks in fantasy football and jinxed them. Well, you almost had it, but of course, Tony Romo ended up winning the game. Hannah also saying she raised her hand as well when she said she knew that the Vikings were going to find a way to blow it in the second half despite playing very well in the first half. So, to sum up the week, Christian Ponder was the same guy, but a little bit better. Okay, if that makes sense. The Vikings got a few sacks this week. They looked fairly good at times. (laughs) Non- Namdi Asamoa is available. Oh, oh goody, right? <laughs> From the 49ers. Though, yeah, the Vikings could use a cornerback like they need to breathe. Uh, yes, and uh, Kyle Rudolph has a broken foot. Yikes. It's just like it never ends. The players are literally going off about Leslie Frazier in the media, and Frazier saying, keep it in-house at his press conference. So, um, I don't think Frazier is going to be able to control that. And I don't think he I don't think he's capable of it. I don't think the players are scared of him at all because they know he's going to get fired anyway. It's like na 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 boo boo at this point. So I would uh, give Kevin Williams a little more credibility than Leslie Frazier at this stage. Sorry, Les. Sorry, you know. Eventually it's like we can do this good guy thing, but eventually. Or, I mean, yeah, we can talk about how great a guy you are, but eventually it's like, whatever, man. <laughs> you know, and that's where I am with Fraser and co. So thanks again for listening. <sighs> Tried not to pile on, but it's like, what do you do? What is there to say other than just, uh, the players are turning on the coaches more than I've really seen in a, quite a while. And, uh, well, at least since Childress, I suppose it has been semi recently, but a lot of them didn't really say anything until after uh, Childress got fired, where already they're starting. It just was kind of one of those years where, in normal seasons, the coach would have already been fired. But, yeah, again, like I've said a hundred thousand times, there's no suitable replacement on the staff. So, you can't fire him yet. You just wait till the end of the year and go from there. That's where it is, unless some big name is waiting. But why would he do that? He'd just be wasting his time. And the Wilfs, Wilfs would be wasting their money bringing in a big name coach to finish out this year. That would just be flat stupid. So, all right. Thanks again for listening. We are going to close this, and um, we will see where things head after this. God bless you for listening, guys. Thank you. 